Hello, and welcome to Verbal Component. I'm Andrew, and I play Baruch. What's that? Looks like Benji's starting another race. Gotta go. So, um, the group of you standing in the Iron Ring before the Green Warden Elthamore, with your opposition, Miak, in his ring to your side, uh, Bedrick is the name, sorry. Uh, Bedra Gorete has just stepped out from the shadows, uh, a tall Loxodon form, a little bit younger than Baruch, um, a little bit shorter, a little bit slighter, but wearing a beautiful breastplate with a tree worked into it, uh, and with a carriage about him that is surprising, um, and a, a gravity to his presence that you haven't really seen much before. Uh, he looks at Baruch and he says, Baruch, what the hell? He's going by BB right now? BB, what the hell? Hello, Fedric. Uh, good to see you. I, I see you've made your way to the um, Fay Court. Yeah, um, I see you have too. Yes, well, no good deed goes unpunished. That was a joke. I would like to put that in the record that that was a joke. Uh, Althanor, isn't even looking at Althanor at this point? I am watching the Green Warden. I mean, I would yeah, have looked right the over at Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he has the biggest grin on his face, and he's just, like, propping his hand up on one, or his chin up on one hand, and is just watching this exchange <laughs> between uh, Baruch and Bedra, and is just like, um, you get the, I'm not even going to have you roll insight, you get the distinct impression that he may have done this on purpose. I want to, Mairead would like to be watching the Green Warden and nobody else. Okay, good to know. Um, so, um, Baruch, uh, you're, okay. This is fine. It um, is fine. It is. It is. Yep. Don't worry. Okay. Just cast your circle and let this trial begin. Right. Uh, and Althanor just kind of leaning on the side of his throne goes, oh, all right, get on with it. Um, and Bedra steps up and says, um, Right, sorry, uh, in the interest of a fair trial, the Green Warden Althanor has officially charged me uh, as a paladin of those who uh, came before to uh, administrate uh, the truth of this trial. I would ask that each of you voluntarily submit yourselves to the spell that I am about to cast. And then he bows his head, and a pulse of light echoes out from him. Is anybody going to make the saving throw? I do no. have a question. Answer. Do I have any insight as to a paladin of those who came before, what that might reference? Mm. Or... Can make a history check. Okay. You can have advantage because you've been to their home. Oh. 20. 
Okay, natural? Unnatural. Okay. Uh, so... Just said it. Pay attention. Our gamer checking in. Yep. <laughs> Just take another drink, you'll be fine. Yep, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh... Um, You recall seeing the sigil on Bedra's breastplate quite a lot before. There was the copse of trees that um, Baruch mentioned uh, arose from the graves of his ancestors. There was the small altar with the bowl on top of it and the um, sigil of the trees behind it. Um... Something strikes you, just kind of, those that came before what exactly is a question, but it certainly does not seem from the interactions that you've had with Baruch and from the interactions that you've had at his home, uh, it doesn't seem like they follow the patronage. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as this circle of light spreads out from Bedra's uh, feet, and washes over each of you. You can feel the gold uh, color of it kind of stick to you. And you glance around and each of you is limbed in golden light, indicating that the spell took effect. I will read to you the text of Zone of Truth so that you know how that works. Uh, you create a magical zone that guards against deception uh, so in a place. Until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there may make a char- must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature cannot speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. Um, Bedra knows who succeeded and who failed. Uh, an affected creature is aware of the spell and can avoid answering questions to to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers, as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. All right. So, uh, Alphanor kind of cracks his neck a little bit back and forth, um, and he says, do you have, okay. We're going to establish the charges. The charges are that you, without provocation uh, and without violence being offered to you, did attack a member of the uh, Gloaming Court, uh, one of the Unseelie, uh, and did uh, violence unto her to the point of death. In addition, the charge is that you did the same to her bodyguard. Subsequently, there is a charge of... Uh, breaking and entering, and theft uh, from the individual's home. Uh, Do you have an opening statement? Nora will step forward, and she'll say, I would like to express my regret at killing a member of the court. I was unaware of that status certainly would not have done so were I known that she was in such esteemed audience to you. Uh, Alphanor will nod. 
Anyone else? Right. I can hear you going with. I hereby invoke my right to silence and suggest the rest of you do the same. I would like it to be doubted that I only speak for myself. And certain others here do not speak for all of us. Uh, Alphenor kind of breaks from his very like upright pose for a second and goes, yeah, that's how talking works. <laughs> okay, we're back. I would like to take the moment to establish the criteria set prior to this trial starting. The invocation was a life for a life, correct? The invocation of the laws of iron and blood, uh, laws of iron and blood, uh, is that there is a life. If a life is taken, a life must be paid. That is how that works. Okay. And previously, you were amenable to the statement that our Returning of Ciceris safely was perhaps not equivalent to a life, but somewhere along those lines. It will be taken into consideration that you have rescued um, an advisor of our court uh, and a very important individual to me personally. Very good. That, that will be understood when or if sentencing <laughs> comes. Thank you. Yes. If there are no further questions, Miak, call your first witness. Uh, and Miak steps up to the uh, innermost part of his circle and says, bring her. Two of the trees on the far side shift slightly apart. And coming out from there, there is a small group of Fae, four of them, with something that glints in the starry night light between them. Uh, there is a form on what appears to be a slab of solid ice that is covered with a cloth. Uh, the individuals move to the center and set the slab down below before uh, Alphenor's throw. And uh, Miak says, as is tradition, I will ask the first question, and the defense will have a second. Then I will take the third, the defense will take the fourth, and I will take the fifth and final question. Objection? Alphenor looks at you. How can you ever possibly know anything within the bounds of five questions? Three are which are decided by one person. Well, it's more just kind of... Um, getting the whole story as it is. We can have debates after after the questioning. What if I want more questions as a result of debates? You can wait 10 days. Very well. Okay. Um, the Suddenly it clicks for Nora. Yep. <laughs> the uh, cloth is pulled back just slightly and you can see the body of the arrow. Uh, it is a little bit worse for wear, but it's only been about a day. Uh, and the arm that you mostly severed is kind of hanging by her side, uh, still with those deep gouges in it. And Alphenor stands up from the throne, approaches her, 
um, kneels down next to her head and places two fingers on her forehead. He tilts his head back, his green eyes alight with an inner fire um, that makes them shine like beacons. And he says, ask your questions. Bless you. <laughs> uh, Miach looks at him and says, tell us the story of events leading to your death. Aldor pauses slightly and says, Several mortals approached my glade in the mid-morning. They looked travel-weary, but determined. They said that they were on their way to rescue the Elder Aspen. I resolved not to interfere in their hunt and acted accordingly. I informed them that I was of the Unseen. One of them entered my grove with my permission and began to look around. She discovered my most recent harvests and I believe her to have been become concerned. The wards the Green Warden set around my home for protection held, but the investigator did not stop asking questions and eventually pierced through my illusions. I asked them repeatedly to leave, said that I had no intention of attacking or hindering them. Sussurs through the Aspen Wood was an acquaintance of mine, and I would have seen him return to his position when reported. At a certain point in the questioning, the one who spoke and searched asked about my profession, and I explained. Then she fired a bolt at me from a crossbow. I called Ikid to my side and began to defend myself. I failed. Um, Althanor's head turns slightly towards Vadadush, and he says, ask the second question. I have one, if nobody has anything that comes to mind. Well, you seem to be doing the most of the talking, Dora. So go right ahead. Do you have a question you'd like to ask? No. I'm good. In your grove, I saw the bodies of several humanoids. How many sentient creatures would you estimate you have killed? In the pursuit of my craft at the behest of the Green Warden, Several dozen. In the pursuit of my own research, not at the behest of the Green Warden, several dozen. Uh, Mia, like, glances over at you and just kind of tilts his head and then says, At any point in time, did you threaten this group of mortals with harm, imply that you intended them harm, or in any way insinuate that they were in any danger whatsoever from you? Althanor's head swings back to Mia. He says, no. Thrice I told them they could pass me unmolested, and thrice more that I wished no harm on them. And then his head swings back. Anyone? Give me a second. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody has anything else. <clears throat> Probably for the best. Well? I would have no idea where he is. And the actress kind of says, I can't take this question from you, though I wish I could. Did he ask if 
you have a question, Lindsay? No. But if you do, you should take it. You're not at fault here. I don't mind. <clears throat> I lean over to Farouk. <laughs> Farouk is uh, whispering. <laughs> you, you should ask if anyone has claimed the iron blood for the lives that she's taken. Has anyone claimed iron and blood for the lives that you have taken? For the ones that I killed in Alphanor's snowy land service, Alphanor directed me to take them. Their lives were bought and paid for by him. For the others, no. Not that I know of. And uh, Miak says, Final question. He says, can you name the ones that killed me? And Alphanor's head swings very slowly back to him and says, they each gave me their name, and now I give them to you. Farouk, Berekith, Mirade, Nora, the twins, Benji, and Kalif. And then light fades from Alphanor's eyes. And he kind of shivers all over a little bit. And then, without saying a word, gets up and heads back to his throne and sits down. You can argue now. Miak says, I don't know what more... Miak has an accent. <laughs> I don't know what more we need to hear. The facts are indisputable. That's completely correct. <clears throat> I would like it made known to the court and to you. Alphanor, that one of us made a shot and the rest of us defended ourselves. Understood. I'll remember that. <laughs> I'm sure you Tattle will. Tattletoe games. <laughs> Nora will remember Nora will that. Remember that. Yep. <clears throat> but I'm not going to stand for somebody that does not play as a team. And we told you multiple times to walk away from the fight. You did. That is true. <clears throat> I would like to ask the question of if she was taking lives without your knowledge, does that not balance the scales in a different way, perhaps? Could she not have taken the lives of fiends who are also entitled to a For what now? Be Fae. Mm. F-words. F-words, they're <clears throat> tough. Um, so, and Miak will just kind of scoff, and Alphanor will say, so she's not the one on trial? Um, and summary execution isn't really a thing that we go for much here. Um, it remains to be seen how we will deal with the fact that she was taking sentient lives without my express knowledge or permission, but her actions are not what's on trial here. It is the actions of your group. Well, <clears throat> the actions are indisputable, as has been made explicitly clear. Okay. Um, yeah, you have a second witness. And Miak yeah, kind of says, Indeed I do. Bring them. 
again, the slab of ice with Liara's corpse on it is lifted and taken away. A second slab with a much, much smaller form on it, covered in a cloth, is uh, replaced. The cloth is drawn back, and it's a lot. The eyes of the madcap rotted out of his skull. There are black veins spreading from his eyes across his face, which appears to be rotted quite a lot, more than a single day of death would cause. Alphenor stands up, crosses over, kneels down, and places two fingers on Ikid's forehead. Again, you see his, his eyes flare, Again, you see um, him take on a slightly different posture, and again, he turns his head to Miara, who says, um, Tell us the story of events leading up to your death. And Alphanor pauses and then says, I was in the hut, making mage bane. Heard the missed call. Came out. Lots of tall folk. They were attacking the miss. I tried to help her. One of them worked magic on me, made me run, but I came back, cut the big one up real nice, saw the mist fall, took my blood price, and ran. Last I know, arrow came whizzing over my head, then black. <laughs> and Alphenor's face turns to you. Alphenor's face or Ikid's face? Um, Alphenor is the one who is He's acting as the conduit for sure. the spirit, so um, it is his head that is turning to respond, but it is very clearly Ikid's spirit who is speaking. Got it. The miss. <laughs> the miss. <laughs> Why are we doing this? This is pointless. The facts have already been clearly proven. Have you ever killed anybody in cold blood there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, his, That's his a question. Face swings back. Uh, Miak says, Can you describe them? And he says, Big, tall, one metal, one gray, one white like snow, two that look like one. Do you have another question? I need to know. Can you describe the events of the day the gnolls passed through the grove? Hmm. Ah, uh, yeah. So, gnolls started moving, uh, came through, saw the, the forerunners of the pack first, uh, didn't, didn't really know what was happening. The mist said, uh, wait and see. And then uh, a bunch of them came through, unconscious treant on their shoulders. Uh, and the mistress said, oh, that's no good. And then they left. And then the rear guard came through. Mistress said, yeah, let's get them. And then I killed the gnolls. Took my blood price from them, too. Alphenor's face swings back towards Miak. Miak says, no further questions. Uh, and then it's 
uh, swings back towards you. I have a question. Was the trant passing through reported to the Green Warden in the higher court? That's not my business. That's the mist. And then the spell ends. And he stands up and walks away and sits on the throne. Uh, four forgers come and remove the ice slab that had Igid's body on it. And Elfner says, um, So those are the facts as they stand. Uh, Nora raises her hand. Yeah, okay. I would like to establish a few more. Okay. So, Sisyrus through the Asp Kingdom was uh, kidnapped from your court roughly how many days ago? Uh, at this point, um, seven, maybe eight? Seven days ago. Yep. And if I recall correctly, there was a great deal of to do about this because he is an elder member, he is a valued member of the court, and he is progenitor to a number of other fae, is that correct? A number of trees that um, dryads grew out of. A number of trees that dryads grew out of, right. And if uh, Ciceris were to die, these dryads would likewise die. Uh, yeah. All right. So how many would you estimate uh, of these trees are there, of these dryads are there? Uh, he will glance to the back of the grove where you see the treant standing. The treant kind of shrugs. Uh, and <laughs> when Alphenor- you get it on so yeah, much, right. you can't remember how many kids you have. <laughs> when you're a when you're a hermaphrodite species and you spend most of your time laying seeds. Bounteous baby. Althanor says, um, "Ooh, that's a tough one. It's many, many." So, considering the balance of lives, then we have saved many lives, not just Ciceris. Right. Let's keep going. Uh, the intention was never to kill Ciceris. If that were the case, then they would have invaded the grove and immediately killed him, correct? Sure. Do you have a point? I do have a point. I'm okay. getting to it. The intention was to turn Ciceris into a avatar of the demon lord Unagi. Can there is a eruption of noise, mostly in Sylvan. From the grove behind you. What are they saying? Uh, the demon lord. Are they back? Did somebody reach the outer plains? Um, I thought they had sealed those off. And you see Everall behind you just give a start. <laughs> like, freezes and stares at you. Now, I may be a simple tailor, but I feel like that's probably not good, correct? Can anyone here identify what the demon lord Yunagu is? Elthenor kind of pauses for a second and says, We're not meant to talk about the Shadow Lord. It's one of those things that uh, it's not polite to speak of. Well, this is a trial. I feel like civilities can be put on hold for the sake of justice, correct? Uh, you all see him lock eyes with Everalt, and Everalt is kind of just staring 
um, his eyes are a little bit wider than you have seen them before. Uh, and he very slowly, hesitantly, gives like a shrug. Um, and now Nora's gaze flicks back to you, Nora, and says, the last time that I saw him, he was a uh, 30-foot-tall hyena covered in blood at the head of some armies. Don't really know what he looks like now. Voracious hunger? That's, uh, that's the one. What were to happen if that transformation had been completed and Ciceros were to be transformed into an avatar of Nabu? What would happen to the uh, dryads who share his lineage? <clears throat> yeah, they'd all turn into lesser avatars. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And There is another stir from the court. I suspect a lot of these trees are probably located in populous areas, either in the Fey Court or within uh, the district dancing itself? Uh, there are no dryads in the di district dancing. Um, you people tend to do some not great things to trees, and we don't really look on that super fondly. Um, but yes, most of the dryads live out in the wilderness, but so do most of my courtiers. So, right. so sudden onset of Several, several. We're going with several for many. The I think many. Sure. Feels like considering you had your guard wounded during the first attack by the gnolls, seems like they would have rampaged for quite a while. Most likely. So, I'd say we're probably in the hundreds at least in terms of lives saved. And Mayak at this point will <coughs> say, "I have an objection." This trial is not about how many lives were saved. But it is. The iron price, right? Balancing the scales. You took a life. You. And we gave back a hundred. You did not. Yes, we did. That is fine. Sure, you did. That isn't on trial here. You had an option to walk away from the era, and you didn't. I have a question that was not answered earlier. Was the Green Warden in the Higher Court notified of the treant passing through the grove? Uh, Alphonar will kind of lean forward and say, Lyra sent us a message um, that she had seen the pack, but she didn't think that she could take them all on, on herself, which is actually how we... Um, so there was a track, but we kind of knew that the gnolls had to make something of a line between here and her grove. So that's why we sent them along that. They were following the track, but they also knew sort of where they were going. Why were we not informed that we would eventually meet a hag disguised as a dryad who was a member of the court? Oh, that's easy. Um, because I was pretending not to be me. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's still not an adequate answer. I'm sorry? We could have been informed of people Certainly. that we would... Nora? Nora shrugs. <laughs> People that we would have encountered on our journey along the way that could have assisted us or aided us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it could, didn't have to necessarily be from you. And we were not. Sure. We were in an aggregated, ag aggravated state of mind at the moment. Everything that we had encountered in the Feywild had tried to kill us. Miach says, I have another objection. She authored thrice 
that they could pass along. She offered thrice that she wished no harm on them. If they had been in an aggravated state of alarm, surely that would have put any reasonable person at ease. I am not aware that Faye cannot lie. No one told her. Newarton did. Newarton, Newarton specifically Faye. said that thing that you do. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Right? Run Newarton it back. specifically I don't say that. said. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, says, uh, thrice they told her, thrice she told them that they wished, she wished no harm on them. She wished no harm? Who's to say there couldn't have been others lying in wait? Do you have any evidence of that? Not even a little. Right. I'm just saying, how were we to know at the time? So why did you attack the person who said that she meant you no harm? To stop potential attackers. Nora, if you land me in jail, I swear to all jail. the gods, I'm going to kill you. Alphanor says, um, I don't think this is going the way that you want it. Nora does have a good point, that by us saving Ciceros, we did save many lives. Right, which is why I said that that action would be wrapped into your sentence. I do understand that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you right now. Mayak's not going to get death. And Mayak just kind of crosses his arms and looks furious, fuming. I have another question while we're airing all our grievances right now. Did you ever speak with any other members of the court about how Ciceris was taken from the grove? Uh, I asked what had happened and I spoke with um, many of the guards who survived trying to figure out what happened. What kind of defenses are on Ciceros' grove? Um, primarily uh, a lot of um, go-away defenses. I think you may be familiar with the one that I put on the arch leading into the Feyhold. Um, <laughs> it's, it's mostly just kind of go on get, if I may borrow your parlance. Um, Did you see any evidence of the gnolls around the Fey Court prior to Ciceros's abduction? No. No. So there were no scouting parties looking for an entrance? Uh, not that I saw. Okay. We've come to the... We. I've come to the conclusion the brilliant conclusion over the course of this three-day trial that there is a vast conspiracy. Three-day three trial? Three-day ordeal that we have been through. Not this specific trial. I'm just going, are you establishing that we spent three days? I'm going to have a word with you. Alright, time is weird in the Feywild. Time is weird in the Feywild. A vast conspiracy throughout the city and possibly within the Fey Court. Gwen uh, is slapping Andrew on the back. <laughs> Andrew's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> there was someone in the Joy Guard who would have stopped the missive that you sent from reaching Everalt. Everalt says, uh, what? We learned that from our source. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, no, that is literally my job to worry about. You'll probably have to 
do an internal investigation. Someone in your organization cannot be trusted. <clears throat> do you know who? No. That is that is a lie. That is a direct lie. No, I don't know who interfered with the know. message, we but we don't know. We don't know who, know. Don't know who d- took the message from Everalt and put it in like the burn bin, right? Captain Yemma. They took that? Do we know that for sure? For absolute certain? No, you do not. But you know that it is... Who in the... No, it's who... Someone... I thought the idea was, like, there was a message that was being sent to Everalt, and someone put it into a burn bin, right? Which was in Captain Yemma's private office. Yeah. Right. So we don't know who put that in the burn bin. All right. Uh, Not a lie. Everalt, being an individual whose job it is to deal with fate, says, do you have a suspicion of who that could be? I don't think it's him because he's the one who brought it to us. Yemma is not the person that she is talking about right now. Yeah, no. Nora responds, no. I don't know who's in your joy guard. All right. That actually is a lie. I don't want to Okay. I don't know everyone who's in your joy guard. All right. Furthermore, there must have been someone on the other side of this portal who opened up the entrance to the district glowing. The district sparkling. The district sparkling. (laughs) (laughs) And someone who manipulated ley lines in order to make sure that there was enough energy for that to be opened. Furthermore, when we encountered... Miak says, none of this has to do with the crime. Yes, it does. I really don't think so. Objection. I I cannot... Objection. Oh, you are Phoenix writing this. I cannot conceive of a way that all of this conjecture that you have put into the air has anything to do with you killing Liara. What yes. is the purpose yes, of a curse Nora breaker? killing Liara. Not us. Uh, you asked... What is, what is the purpose of a curse breaker? A curse breaker? Or whatever... Curse weaver. Curse weaver, sure. Right, okay, so as I mentioned, I'm an archfey. Yes, I am aware of that. Yep, uh, and there's a lot of sort of politics that go on with being an archfey. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of nasty, shady business that people don't normally like to talk about in polite society that also goes on with being an archfey. We're all trying to sabotage and kill each other most of the time. So one of the things that a lot of other archfey do is send curses at me. A curse weaver uh, protects me from those curses and also sends curses against my uh, my enemies because if I didn't, they would take that as a sign of weakness and kill me. So she would have been aware of the defensive capabilities of your court. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suspect that because the gnolls were able to come directly to Cicerus's grove and abduct him with nary a sign of any advance warning from guards or scout, there must be a traitor within the Fey Court itself. Uh, the court erupts into chaos, um, and Althanor uh, just kind of sighs very heavily. So does Moraine. Yeah. Miak says, um, again, this is not what this trial is about. Can you state without a fact that there is no traitor within the Fey Court? Obviously not. Again, 
this trial is about you murdering a hag. But here's what I suspect. I don't care what you suspect. What's the hag's name? I want to be Liera. Liera was the traitor herself. Uh, the court is still in an uproar, and Miak is just like, that, okay, you can suspect that. I don't suspect it. <laughs> okay. And, and just kind of pauses, and then looks at Elthenor, and Elthenor uh, stands up and says, Nora, are you intentionally having this court on, just kind of as a joke? A little bit. Okay. Um... And then he takes a step forward. As he does so, his body and appearance changes. Am I anywhere near the twins? You are inside a 15-foot iron ring that you are not allowed to leave. <laughs> you are all within touching distance of each other. I put the twins behind me. Okay. Um, Elthenor's body, in the course of that step, lengthens uh, until he stands not quite as tall as Baruch or Moraid, but seven or so feet tall, with long ears that come to points very far from his head. Uh, all of the features that he had that were uh, kind of, you know, a little bit of baby fat, a little bit of chub, uh, sharpen until he seems to be more angular than anything else. You see the uh, antlers that grow from his head uh, grow larger and the velvet drops off until he has a full stag's crown um, in just growing from his forehead. And the 13 points that are on his crown, uh, stars descend from the heavens to like light atop every point on the crown. Um, his tattoos lift slightly off of his skin, the blue woad markings uh, flaring with light, and then flow down and down his back, uh, such that they create almost a cape effect. And when he finishes the step, snow spreads out from his front forehead. And he says, Don't. I would like you to make a wisdom save, please. This. Probably. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, you are struck for a moment with the knowledge that this is Althanor. This is what Althanor looks like. Althanor is an archfey. For a moment, you are convinced that you are standing next to the closest thing to a god that you have ever been in the presence of. He is terrible. He is powerful. He is as subtle as the cold that steals the breath of a lamb on a winter's night. And he is as fierce as the snowstorm that rages in the mountains. And you are charmed by him for a moment. Uh, mechanically, this would last as long as he wanted it to. <laughs> but um, I will say he spends basically 12 seconds looking you dead in the eyes and you just feel his disappointment on your shoulders. And it is one of the worst things that you have ever felt. And then he pauses and he takes a step back and as he does 
the change reverts. He is once again a small elven child between eight and ten years old with antlers coated in velvet uh, and his tattoos do not move. And he says, okay, so uh, you've given me a lot to think about. Thank you for the arguments. Um, I'm going to... And he glances around and then he says, I'm going to go take a leak uh, and think about <laughs> some things. And that is where we are going to take a bio break. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Verbal Component. We hope you're enjoying the story. Now, let's continue our tale. Marker. Are all the mics on? Yes, Andrew. Love <laughs> you, babe. Yeah, whatever. Mic check. <laughs> Mic check. Two, one, two. Yep. That's not the thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> that is the thing. That's, That's like, like a what rock. a quarterback would say. <laughs> Mic check. Two, one, mean, two, it. Check, check. Excuse me, do you mean Benji? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only solid. quarterback in that guitar. Check. What's the one, two? What's is the Voltaire? Like, there are other Voltaire greetings. What's the Voltaire like quarterback? That's a great question. Are there, like, I need to come position up. names? You should, you should. Yeah, yeah check 212. That's a thing. You're making this up. No. Sibilance. Sibilance. I refuse to believe it. It's like a schoolboy Q. Back to the lyric, game. Which is weird, because I don't listen to schoolboy Q at all. But it's a thing. Okay, sure. <clears throat> great. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, diving back in, there is a long, somewhat tense uh, two or three minutes as Alpinar is not on the throne. Um, the the <coughs> rustling behind you uh, continues, um, growing louder and slightly fainter as you can hear. Um, but what if she isn't right? And... Uh, is this in Sylvan? Everything is in Sylvan. Yep. Um, and then another voice says, Of course there's a traitor among us. We're unseelie. <laughs> if there wasn't, it'd be an abomination. Uh, and then there's a another voice that just says, Right, but betraying the court for another court is just what's done. Betraying a court for a demon? That's some Shade War bullshit. Um, and then Alpinor just kind of comes- Can I do an Arcana check or a History check on the Shade War? I will tell you this right now. <laughs> Those checks will give you nothing. Can okay. you yep. speak Sylvan? I can't, that's a good point. <laughs> But, but if. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know who definitely can't speak Sylvan? Is Benji. Yeah. He's just. <laughs> keeping loose, keeping limber. Uh, Miak has taken Cal to like pacing. Book down here. Hiding behind. Yeah, behind Baruch and Marie. Yeah, right. just like, yeah. Um. Not a, quite at the level of sitting cross-legged right, on the right, grass, not quite, but not like, there, yeah. yeah. Miyak is just pacing back and forth the length of his uh, ring. You can tell, even just being within two or three inches of the edge of the cold iron ring, he 
is uncomfortable. Um, when he's in the middle of the circle, it's fine, but close to an edge, he gets, you can see dark, like, wrinkles forming <clears throat> on his face. You can see a furrow of concentration to his brow. Alvinor comes back out of the woods, uh, sits down on the throne, again, cross-legged, and says, So, I've had a think. I think that Nora makes a very good point. We should probably look into evidence of a, uh, I hesitate to say demonic cult, but that might be the best phrase to use in this in this uh, situation within our ranks. Uh, I would like to ask Sisters through the Aspenwood, you have expressed to me your desire and intention to retire from my service following this trial uh, and to go back to live with your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, etc. until you reach the end of your life. I acknowledge and respect that decision, but I would ask as the individual most familiar with this group that you head up the investigation into the allegations of a traitor in this court. And Sussurus, um hesitates. You, you actually see him like on the wood skin of his face, he frowns as though in concentration and he seems reluctant. And then he says, Of course, Alpenor, as you wish, so it shall be. It is an honor and a pleasure, as ever, to serve the Green Warden. And Alpenor smiles. And then says, In the spirit of the uh, great service that you have done, to this court in rescuing Sussurus through the Aspenwood and bringing him home to us uncorrupted by demonic influence, I refuse the death sentence that Miach seeks. And Miach just kind of crosses his arms and taps his foot. Alphanar says, what is the alternative sentence that you have? And Miach says, I will allow that the Triant, rescuing the Triant was a good act. Killing the Hag is unforgivable. <clears throat> I would ask on behalf of the remaining members of Liera's uh, coven, that the firstborn produced by anyone in this group be remanded to her coven to be raised as their new sister. And Alphanor looks at you guys and says, it is in accordance with our laws, but two of you have been very quiet 
one of you has invoked silence. You can't have children, he says, looking directly at Nora. She nods her head. And it would be improper to punish those who are not at fault. My, my, my buddy, my bro, Nora, threw the first shot, but I also participated in the murder of Liara, in the killing, in the whatever it was of Liara. I'm not good with words. But if that's what it is, I don't know about your laws. I don't know about your court. I'm a visitor here. I'm a trespasser. I was invited here, I guess. I need to stop talking. Yes, you do that in jail, too. And he, like, makes a really awkward yeah. bow. He's like... Elthanor kind of grins at you, and the... <laughs> you hear... Um, only you hear. That was the most honest anybody's been this entire day. Thank you for being a refreshing presence. Uh, Braid will say, don't punish the young they're too green. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm several millennia old. All of you are the young ones to me. Right, smirks. <clears throat> I remember the first people is how old I am. What were they like? Tall. Mm. Mm. Like you? He kind of <laughs> glances down at his... Uh, oh, before. Oh! Uh, about then, yeah. About that. Um, <laughs> Baruch has just shaken his head uh, vehemently. Um, so, Althamar will say, So, I will allow you to keep the goods, ill-gotten though they were, from Liara's house. I understand that it was a number of magic items, perhaps some potions of mage bane, but... Uh, if I were to return those items, would that alleviate this sentence in any way? Probably you not. You don't even know what the sentence is, Nora. Just speaking preemptively, sure. that if necessary, I understand. That speaks well of you. Um, but, unfortunately, in my position as the Green Warden of this court, as the Chosen of the Queen of Erin Darkness, and her voice and representative on this throne, I must pass sentence. The Gesh will be enacted. On your group, the firstborn to be remanded to the coven. The coven? The coven. Can't just be like the court, maybe? You took the sister of a coven. The laws of iron and blood 
demand that a sister be returned. What if it's not a girl? Uh, that is not a requirement. Brothers can be sisters too. Also, gender is a construct, <laughs> and it's not believed in in Ekatara. Um, in addition, Nora. You attacked a member of my court unprovoked. My court. One of my courtiers. I was put in a position of authority over these individuals under the assumption that I would protect them and keep them safe. That is my sacred charge as an archfolk, and it is my sacred charge as a servant of my queen. I cannot allow that to happen again. I hope you understand. swear on all of my days that you I will, will be banished from the Feywild. That is what I was about to suggest. Yes. <laughs> if you step foot outside your community's district dancing into the Feywild again, I will invoke the power of the wild hunt. We will hunt you down and kill you. I accept your sentence. <clears throat> Do the rest of you accept the Gesh? It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't plan on having children any anyway, so... Yes. I need consent from everyone. Including you, Nora. I don't want to force this issue, but I will if I must. You notice that he has completely dropped the, the demeanor that he had before. Uh, the voice that is coming out of him is very similar to the true archway presence that he had earlier. Um, and he seems the most kind of serious and ruler-like that you have ever seen. I don't like that this is a punishment that is the result of my actions, yet seems to be directed at those who are not worthy. Everyone in your group participated in the crime. You may have been, been the precipitor, and you may notice that you are the only one that I'm banishing from the Feywild, but all members of your group are as culpable in these murders as you are. It's Even the ones who will not speak. Accept a second banishment in lieu of this gesh. His eyes flick to Miak. Miak shakes his head. Uh, Alphanor's eyes come back to you. Unfortunately, the verdict stands. I accept your punishment. His eyes turn to And then he claps his hands. Three of you who accept it, you feel something settle onto your shoulders. Kel, make a wisdom save. Fourteen. 
you also feel something heavy settle onto your shoulders. It is cold where it touches you. Alright. And Althor says, you may remain in this grove and in the Feyhold as you wish. But, Nora, you are no longer welcome in the Veronian court, nor on any lands that it holds or controls. Should you return here, the full force of the wild hunt will be brought against you. There will be no quarter for rest, no place you can hide. Is that understood? Uh, she bows and says, I understand. <clears throat> All right. Then we are adjourned. <clears throat> and he immediately just kind of relaxes. And he says, okay, so if you want to appeal, the higher authority is the Queen of Air and Darkness, and then that's it. So you can appeal to her if you want to. I'm gonna warn you, she hates you. Um, <laughs> just kind of in general. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend it, but should you choose to appeal to a higher authority for any of the restrictions that I just put on you, uh, that is the only higher authority that exists. Uh, may I get, get out of the circle? And you guys can just step across it. And, uh, and Mia waits until you see, like, another small fay with the hindquarters of, like, a... It, it looks like a fawn. It's got, like, little nubby uh, antlers and hairy hindquarters moves over and puts on like the biggest oven mitt that you've ever seen and then grabs the iron ring and just kind of like very slowly begins inching it open until Mia <laughs> can step out and then immediately the kid like shoves it closed and takes off the iron the oven mitt and you can see that his fingers are blackened uh, cool <laughs> you guys can step over the ring if you would like to you could have asked one of us to do that. I'd happily move it for you. Miak gives you the most withering death glare that you've ever seen, and then sweeps out of the court. I have a question. Uh, of who? Of, uh, well, of the Green Warden, if you so agree. Yep. Why is Miak in particular so passionate about redeeming Riar? Oh, um, they were lovers. So, Nora. Um, <laughs> Nora's eyes are just squinting deeply. <laughs> I, I. That was a good Marine face. <laughs> it's a shame it doesn't translate to this. <laughs> our audio medium. Marine was basically like, I'm, I, I should have realized that. <laughs> so, Nora, what, what do you say we um, invoke that? Uh, what is it? Blood and iron price now, and see if we can trade for this cash that we've got on us. I uh, Nora looks at Elfinor and says, "I suspect any time spent in this court outside of what is owed to me would be unwelcome." And she bows and leaves. Okay. <coughs> Elfinor just says, um, "You should watch that one." She's too smart for her own good. Mm. Wits are a subtle knife, but you they cut both ways. Quite the contrary. I think she's quite dumb, but I well, agree. Isn't that what I said? 
Um, You're funny. So is our friend Marie. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> I take offense so, to that. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, so Arthur, uh, if a blood and iron price was requested of the mortal lives on behalf of those mortals. Uh, uh, mortal lives are not covered by the laws of blood and iron. Very good. Yeah. There's sort of a <coughs> fey law. Okay, so I have a question. Uh, is this Gwen asking a no, question? No, it's Benji. Benji is asking a question <laughs> to Alphenor. Yes. Understood. Okay, so what if no, there's no baby? What if no one has a kid? Then you have escaped the punishment. That's fine. I mean, we can't force you to procreate. That is not oh, okay. a thing that we we have any interest in doing. And then after the first one, the rest are yours. What about the? Can we can we visit the first one? You would have to ask the company. Will they be happy? Benji, just stop. Uh, Elpenor actually reaches out and takes Benji's hand, if he will allow it, in both of his, and looks you dead in the eyes and says, Unlike most of my kind, I do not harbor hatred for mortals. The child, whomever it is, will be cared and looked after to the best of my ability, and my abilities are considerable. He lets go of your hand. Kel now is glaring. At whom? You. Benji. At Benji. Why? What am I doing? Is that. Did Benji say that? Or... No. Okay. So Gwen said that. Good. <laughs> so I'll, I'll follow Nora. Baruch will follow Nora. And uh, everybody, why don't. Why don't we head out here? Nora will be talking to some things, just like, I have no idea which way is out. I'm sorry, could you please show me? Uh, Everett will come up beside you. Oh, okay. And will offer uh, their arm. It's like a, for you to take if you would so choose. I will take that arm. Okay. And they will say, we should wait for your friends. I worry that they also will get lost. They don't really seem to know how they are. None of us did, apparently. <clears throat> that was... I've seen worse. Reminds me of my old captain, what he would say. <clears throat> which, uh... Which compliment were you in? Uh, the hearth guard. <clears throat> ah. How long ago was that? Ten years ago. The blink of an eye. For some of us, I suppose. You and me. Mm. I, wonder, I wonder how much you and your friends will make of yourselves in the next ten years. I look forward to seeing it. Well. Should be interesting. Best of luck with your investigation. Um, could you pass the word along to, I believe, uh, her name was Dara in the, 
loan car? Yes. That she might want to uh, do some form of internal investigation as well. I'll pass the word along. I... Hmm. Does... I need to debrief with you and your friends. Certainly. You made some allegations in there that I need to follow up on. You also mentioned something about the individuals that you fought under the quarry. Something about opening a portal? Opening a portal, yes. Uh, A figure with a wolf mask and his firearms. Yes. Um, I will... We should wait for your friends. I will set up a time to meet with all of you tomorrow. I think that I feel as though you've all had a long day. And I would spend a long few days. I understand. <sighs> Alright, back in the court. Uh, Elfenor is just kind of looking at you guys, waiting. There's. I've had about enough of this for a while now. And of us? Not, not you. Not. I've actually quite enjoyed my time in Feywild. I like you. Just so you know. I'm very touched because I like you too, but I did not know you liked me, and that makes me feel very good. Um, but I do have a question for you, which sure. is, since you have been around for such a long time, and mm. by the way, you look very good for your age. Ah, uh, thanks. Um, I, one of the benefits of being an Archfey is that you don't have to have wrinkles if you don't want wrinkles. Well, that is rather beautiful. Although wrinkles can be rather beautiful too. Sure. Anyway... We, during our entire confrontation um, while rescuing Ciceros, mm. there was some sort of mage um, wearing a wolf mask. I think we might have mentioned it. I think, I don't remember you mentioning it to me. It's been, it's we've been exchanged a lot of information. Sure. Well, we were battling. And along with a few gnolls, there was a mage in a wolf mask. And a mage? Some sort of... They moved very quickly and had some magic. Hmm. From what I could tell. Okay. Um, but we didn't quite get him, which was very annoying to me because clearly they were the orchestrator of the whole, whole kidnapping, honestly. Hmm. Interesting. They escaped with a, a portable portal. Hmm. They essentially threw it onto a wall. And Alvinar is going to make a... Ooh. He's, he's going to make an Arcana check. Sure. So that is a 17. He says, there are a couple of devices, mostly um, the technology to make them has either passed out of favor among mortals this, I don't know, century, millennia or so, Um, but there are a couple of devices that can do what you speak of. Um, There's a a box that can open a portal. There's a... um, Oh gosh, how to describe it? Have you ever seen a portable hole? Uh, no. Okay, when it's folded up, it's like a napkin or a handkerchief. 
Sure. But then you can unfold it and it's a hole. There is a item similar to that, except it's poor. Oh. Um, I suppose there are probably also some relics that could do that. Uh, but those are rare. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very helpful. Um, Thank you. The one, thing, <laughs> the one thing I was actually focusing on, though, was right before he left, he, they, I'm not sure, uh, looked me dead in the eye and said, he waits for you. Spooky. Very. Yeah. You know who? No. Oh. Even spookier. That does not reassure me, mm. but uh, thought you might have some sort of insight in that, and uh, now that you don't, uh, I'll, uh, well, I appreciate your help. Yep. I, uh, I appreciate giving it. It's been a while since I got to pull that particular joke on anyone. Most people around here know what I prefer to look like. Is that your true form? This? It used to be. The other one that you presented us with? That's the one I have now. I prefer that form, for what it's worth. Oh, thanks. This is, uh... I mean, it's why I use the name Robin. I used to be... Um... So you have the idea among your people of like a court jester, right? Sure. Like a fool. I I used to be that for the winter court. For the queen herself, actually. I was very good at it. Mm. Robin Goodfellow. A puck. One of them, anyway. Every court's got one. Except for this one. But uh, after a while... Uh, the queen got displeased with the formal, former green warden, uh, killed him, and then needed a new one. And I didn't say no fast enough. So for my sins, I've had this throne for several millennia. But I like to keep in practice with this form. It's easy to be underestimated when you look like a child. I'll never underestimate a child again. (laughs) There are very few children like me, right? Twins. Hmm? You're about ready to go. Yeah. Yes. We won't disturb you any longer. Good to see all of you again. Thank you. Genuinely. For returning Sisyphus to me. I do appreciate it. He has been one of the very few friends that I have had through constant over these long years. It would have been a travesty to lose him for more reasons than one. And then Althador will bow to, well, nod his head to all of you and gesture that you can leave. Bye. Bye.
I hope to see you again. Mm. I'm Rabel turning in. Stepping back through uh, Baruch, are you, did you follow Nora already, or are you? Yes, I, yep. I had already okay. headed toward Nora. Sure. Uh, you see Nora and Everald standing and having a talk. When Everald notices you walk in, he, they gesture you over to the group um, and says, I need to set up a moment to debrief. Sounds good to me. All right. Everyone convenes in the outer grove. Uh, Loren is here, just kind of keeping a weather eye on the uh, portal that leads to the sapling arch. And Everalt crosses their arms and says, So, um, I need to make sure that I know everything that you know. Uh, it is among my people called a debrief, but we can just call it a conversation if you'd like. Is there somewhere that I can meet all of you tomorrow? I would like to give you the chance to have a rest, have a think, whatever it is that you need. Uh, I'd prefer to meet in Vansling, yes. I would also prefer that. Mm. Paperwork gets tricky when I leave. It's fine with me. Would you be all right meeting in a bar? Sir? Oh, yes, of course. Moraine? I'm fine. I'm fine with hosting it. It's fine. Kel, Benji, is this all right with you? Yeah. I don't want anything to do with any of them ever again. Them? You don't have to see them again after tomorrow if you don't want to. But I do need all of you in a single room. I, it's important. I am. I don't mean them, I mean you. Me. The Joy Guard. The Joy Guard. Anyone associated with the club? With the Feywild? The District Dancing? I need you to be a little bit more specific. The Feywild. Okay. I don't disagree with that, but it sounds as though what we uncovered has its tentacles in multiple districts, and we could at least try to prevent whatever plans this conspiracy might have in those districts. Well, as far as I'm concerned, after tomorrow's meeting, I don't want to see you ever again, Nora. I don't want to see you ever again, Emerald. I'd rather part ways as well. I would be delighted if I never saw you again in my entire life, you gutless worm. <laughs> oh, great, Will. <laughs> Uh, Everald takes that. a step back. Moray will punch Nora in the face. All right, we're going to call an episode right there. <laughs> that is a good place to end an episode. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Verbal Component. Thank you for joining us. You can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Verbal Component. See you next time.